Hey there, this is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast, and I am your host, John Hansen, and this is episode 50. Yes, 50 episodes. I wish I could say I had something extra special planned for you today, but it's just your normal episode. I mean, it's a good one, don't get me wrong, but no uh, fireworks or anything along with this one. It is called Tagged Film, Shining Light on Chicago Murals and Artists, and we're going to chat with the writer and producer of that new movie in just a little bit. By the way, did you know that we have a TV show at Block Club Chicago? That's right. On the Block airs Thursday nights on the U at 7 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on CW26. And for a full station listing, you go to CW26Chicago.com. It features reporters that you hear on this podcast and who report for Block Club Chicago, obviously. They're incredible stories told on TV, and we interview a lot of folks who shape our city as well. So tonight's episode, if you're listening on a Thursday, features a new mayoral candidate, a discussion about new laws impacting Chicago workers, and a great selfie-style update from reporters in the neighborhoods, and it's a really good episode. Here's a little bit uh, with host Brandon Pope and the show. And a unique new business is opening in Albany Park. Block Club Chicago's Alex V. Hernandez tells us what makes Gems and Boards so interesting. Leslie and Alberto decided to open their 90s-themed store after comparing their interests and realizing that there wasn't really a store in Albany Park that catered to skateboarders, people into crystal healing, or 1990s-era Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Last year, they opened their first business in Albany Park, but then when business kind of dropped in the winter, they decided to close, reevaluate. When they open up later this summer at their new location, closer to Horner Park, they'll have a new cafe as well there. This new larger space um, is actually what Leslie wanted that first time around. But when they first opened the first location, they were kind of in a rush to get something open because it's something that they were really passionate about. So tune in tonight if you're listening on a Thursday here today. It is at 7 p.m. on the U and Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on CW26. Okay, let's get to the main part of the episode today. Tagged, a new feature film made by a Chicago production company that spotlights dozens of murals and pieces of street art all over the city. So excited to be joined by the writer and executive producer, Grant Troyer. Grant, thanks for hopping on with us here today. John, thank you for having me. You're a relatively new filmmaker, and you started a Bucktown-based production company a couple years ago. How'd you get into into film, and and, uh, and what's the experience been like so far? Uh, great question. Uh, so, John, I'm, I've just been a long-time sort of hobby writer, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a day job, and that's pretty far from the film industry. So, <laughs> I, you know, I've just always been writing on nights and weekends. And then when, when COVID happened, uh, I decided late 2020 to just sort of write and produce a contained sort of shelter in place script and that just kind of got the juices flowing and sort of on our way and fast forward year and a half and we've got two features under our belt as well as a short and we've got another feature currently in production and then another one slated for this fall so it really just kind of started on a whim tagged was inspired by uh the social protests the social justice protests in 2020 right well, the, the initial germ of, of, of the idea sort of came from that. I was I was watching uh, a graffiti artist uh, putting up a mural on a, on a boarded up shop in Logan Square. And uh, I knew right then that I wanted to just write a story about a graffiti artist, but I didn't exactly know in what capacity. And this was even before I I started making movies. I just mm. sort of put it in the idea bank. And then over the next couple of months, developed a char- the character here and there and 
and that's kind of the way that I operate. 90% of my writing is just the research and the outlining and things like that. And landed on an idea for him to get mixed up in a murder investigation after he's commissioned by a local business owner to paint something. And then that guy steals credit for it. And then that guy goes missing. And so, you know, all signs point to our graffiti artist and um, started doing some research and, and decided that what better way to, to pay tribute to the Chicago community art scene than, than for this guy to go and actually visit multiple pieces of historical Chicago community art. So that's what he does. The uh, research that you did, I imagine that's, you know, people see a film and they say, oh, yeah, the script was written, but I don't think they realize the painstaking hours of research that go into producing something that actually feels authentic and feels like something uh, that people will recognize in a way or appreciate more. But what sort of research did you do into street art and its uh, rich history here in Chicago? So I'm a complete outsider looking in. This is a this is a. Uh, a tribute from a fan. Uh, I'm not an artist. I can't draw really anything. And um, I, I pretty much had to start from scratch. So I got my hands on a couple of books that explain the history of street art in Chicago. And street art covers a lot of ground. You know, some some of that is just graffiti. Some of that is, is actual community art. You, you know, where's the line drawn? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly, you know, what, what makes something graffiti versus community art. It really is in the eye of the beholder. So got my hand on, on some books and uh, I realized that a lot of these murals that date back, you know, 40, 50, 60 years have cultural, political, you know, significance. So started, started visiting them, going from neighborhood to neighborhood and looking for a couple things, looking for, you know, the aesthetic beauty that was there is the mural even still standing it's right. tragic that a lot of these are not unfortunately and the book that i had john was you know 20 22 years old and you know a lot of these buildings have been demolished since then and murals get painted over and things like that so my wife and i just got in the car and started driving around and and taking notes and looking for cool locations for us to film that not realizing that putting the cast and crew through that many company moves was not going to be as easy as I had actually uh, anticipated. Yeah. 38 filming locations. That's uh, well, that's an undertaking. That's a lot for like a Michael Bay movie is like, yeah. you know, like he's at least like, okay, this will just be Pearl Harbor. But the, you know, but I, I mean, that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted it to, to, be something that was an homage to the city and and the cast and the crew deserve all the credit because they were just incredibly professional and handled it uh in just a real efficient professional way so huge props to them what do you think it is about street art that just really fascinates people i mean we write stories of block club chicago all the time about either saving murals new murals commissioned is it just it's a, it's a strange juxtaposition sometimes it's just on the side of a brick wall that's been there forever and it kind of captures a moment or a feeling in time. I feel like that's as someone who loves history that's kind of what I love about it. It's like a canvas that's stuck in place and even the threat of it maybe being taken down or being painted over one day kind of makes it actually a little extra special to me. I don't know that's that's why I like murals so much. I don't know if you have any uh, insight into why you or others do have a fascination with this. It's the same thing for me. It's like it's 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 mortal. You know, you know that it's at risk of coming down at any at any time and it also like you were saying it sort of just captures that zeitgeist and it's like this is this is a depiction of what was going on right then and right there right and in and, a very unfiltered you know, way right 
and it's incredibly raw and these are usually done you know the ones that stick out they're usually done by people with an immense amount of talent and i know talent's subjective but an art is art and you can't measure it or anything like that but just walking through the streets you see some pretty cool stuff and it's it's like you said it's just capturing that moment and it's not put up on a pedestal it's put up on the side of a building you know under a train yeah it's 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 beautiful there's something about the um well obviously some are commissioned and some are of course you know quote unquote legal and allowed and they're and they're invited sometimes they're not and i don't know there's something about that middle of the night application too that just is it, it's not there one day and then it is the next and it's someone likely that was you know with it that lives within a five mile radius of you that's this artist who is incredible and and often works under uh, quote unquote underground i don't know I, I i love murals that pop up i do too and that goes back to really the genesis of this whole thing when, when i when i watched this artist during those 2020 protests he's painting he's perfecting something that's on a boarded up building he knows it's going to be gone in a matter of days and he came back like five six seven times and just kept tweaking and i was like he's he's got to be done and he wasn't and he was just you know it was beautiful from his first draft and he just keeps enhancing enhancing you know it's like when i write a script and i rewrite and rewrite and rewrite that script isn't going to go into the shredder when everything's said and done and that's the equivalent of what is going to happen when 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 a boarded a building or a something on the side of a building that you know is going to get painted over it's a temporary medium and yet people pour their heart and their soul into it it's just remarkable it helps that you uh i imagine had an actor and uh another producer that uh have a have a step in this world uh correct yeah so we have uh our actor did uh did have experience in this world and then i was you know i'm, I'm not dumb enough to try to do this undertaking without the buy-in and counsel of actual artists. So I, you know, I was walking around Logan Square and I, I came up with a list of, uh, you know, about 10 or 12 artists that I wanted to reach out to and see if they'd be interested in coming on board. And I thought if I can just get one, that'd be a huge win. And I started reaching out to them and the first three were like, oh yeah, we're in, sign us up. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so I was like, I decided that working, I, I had to work with all three of them. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna narrow that list down to one. So they came on board and they helped authenticate some, some parts of the story. But then most importantly, John, you know, we've got two murals that are featured in the, in the movie that our main character actually is painting. So those guys collaborated together amongst themselves and, and came up with those murals, one of which is still standing, the other is taken down in the story so that that one's no longer there. Wow. But no, having the uh, having those guys on board made all the difference in the world because it's if, if you have me paint the mural, it's not going to be a pretty sight. <laughs> I should give him a shout out. Graham Otero, Lovemore, a Chicagoan uh, who uh, is, is featured as the lead actor. I wanted to ask just on a, on a broader sense, filmmaking in Chicago, I think we've, you know, we've seen this explosion of, uh, you know, filmmaking happening in Chicago, right? And TV shows and movies, et cetera. Uh, what, what have you felt like the, the, the scene is like navigating this world as a, as a filmmaker? Yeah, I'm a newcomer. And so I, I don't know what it was like 10 years ago. I only know the, the recent pop that I've, scene and i just absolutely love it even just in the past 18 months just watching it grow and evolve and all the people that you know i, I was kind of worried at first when i first 
took the undertaking on uh, back in 2020 i was like i'm gonna be able to find a crew uh, the the number of people that are in this world and want to be a part of it and want to stay local and and want to make movies in chicago it's just astounding and it's given my team a lot of hope for what we can accomplish in the near future we don't have to okay get a little bit of experience and then bounce to los angeles or something like that we can do what we want to do here i feel like that's much like many of our arts in chicago uh continuing to grow and to be a destination not a not only a launching point uh for certain people i'm about to say something really cliche um but i just feel it whenever i watch chicago on screen it's probably because i live here uh chicago always feels like an extra character in a film, right? It just kind of like, I don't know. There's something about the back uh, porches and the alleys that we have. I don't know. It's just so instantly recognizable. Again, it's probably because I live here and I have such pride in our city, but I don't know. I don't know if you feel that way too, but like Chicago, like always jumps out in, in film and and TV. Chicago is a character in any, any movie that's set here or filmed here. And I, I, thought, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and that's a big part of why we wanted to film this one here. I mean, you couldn't, it's a movie about Chicago murals. You can't set it or film it anywhere else. It obviously has, this one obviously had to be Chicago, but some of the future stuff that we're doing, uh, logistical difficulties are not of filming in a, in a major Metro. We want that authenticity and, you know, if you live here, you kind of just, you know, you've got a sixth sense. You close your eyes. You know which way the lake is. You can kind of pick that up in movies. You know, you can see a train going by and you can know which line that is, right. and, you know, which direction it's going. And I, it, I'm, I'm with you. I just absolutely adore this city. This is um, my favorite place in the world. And, and I want to be able to, to pay my respect to it and give back to it. Tagged became available to stream on June 27th on Amazon, and it'll be available to stream uh, later on this summer on Google Play, Tubi, and iTunes. I get all that right, Grant? Uh, you did actually. It is on Google Play as of right now. Is oh, great! Congratulations. This project seems awesome, Grant. Congratulations on it to your whole team, and uh, we look forward to watching it. John, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, and you take care. Absolutely. Oh, wait. Are you a Cubs fan or a Sox fan? <laughs> no comment you want me just to hit stop <laughs> yeah i'm actually a tiger fan the one wow. the only thing i haven't ado- the only thing i haven't adopted are chicago sports that's it that's the only you've been thing. here a while though grant come on i've been here i've been here 17 years you know chicago sports fans really have uh, uh you got to hand it to them you go anywhere in the country and there's chicago transplants that say i will never root for any other team other than Chicago, but right. somebody moves to Chicago and you're ostracized yeah. in your hometown allegiance. So True. I really got a, I really got a hand in the Chicago thing. Are you a Red Wings but, fan no, too? Uh, I'm all four of the Detroit sports this, fan. But uh, this podcast you know, was going I've, so well, and I had. To I ask. know I've come I've come along I've come a long way. You know I used to I used to want the Bears to go 0 and 16. Now I want them to go. Well, fifteen and two now. You know, I, I, root, I root for them, just not when they're playing Detroit. Is that because the Lions did go zero and sixteen? Is that what? Uh, what, what well, them? yeah, you, no one is taking that from them. I'm sorry, <laughs> you can't. You can't have that one. We have strayed a little bit from the conversation. Grant, thanks for your time. It's quite all right. Thank you, John. By the way, not only does Block Club have the website, of course, the podcast here, the TV show, 
but we're on the radio too, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings. Our editors join the Bob Surratt Show on WGN Radio. Uh, here is Wednesday's report from this week with Seamus Toomey. Seamus Toomey from Block Club Chicago with, among other things, the story of uh, the boot in, in Bucktown, or is this happening everywhere in the city? Good morning, Seamus. Good morning, Bob. Yes, uh, it's happening in Bucktown, but it could, it could soon be happening throughout the city. Um, this is the, the process of um, if you park in a private lot that it belongs to a, a, a business or a, say like a strip mall, um, you can obviously park in that lot and go into those stores. But if you were to park there and then go to a neighboring store that's not part of that shopping center, um, this, this place will boot your car uh, within seconds. I mean, they say it's, it could happen two, three times a day on weekends, uh, more than a dozen times. The employees say it's, it's uh, practically predatory. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, a lot of these lots would have you towed right away. I've, I've certainly been towed out of a lot that I, I thought I, I parked in and I thought I was in the, going into the right store. And, and then he was, hey, I'm going to go to the store across the street. Boom, your car is gone. Yeah. They're making it a lot easier now where you, they can just slap a boot on it and you don't have to uh, bother with tow trucks and you have to pay $170 to get it off. Something um, new to worry about when you're looking for a parking space, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And so a couple aldermen want to expand this to the whole city. Uh, right now it's about a uh, two-thirds of the city allow this, and uh, if, if this new ordinance goes through, it could be every ward in the city. So uh, so watch out, pay attention to the signs. The uh, CTA is going vintage. Uh, this is a celebration of sorts, isn't it? Yeah, this is kind of fun. Uh, the CTA is turning 75 this year, and uh, to celebrate, uh, they are going to wrap their uh, their new trains in those uh, those plastic wraps that they usually use for advertising, but instead they're going to wrap them in the old paint job of some of the vintage cars. So uh, you can already see it on the red line. They're going to be uh, green with white tops and the orange stripe down the middle. It looks like, uh, you know, from the 1950s, uh, you know, go to visit, go see the Cubs at Wrigley Field, those signs you see. <laughs> um, but they'll have old cars from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s uh, throughout the year. So if you see old-time CTA cars, uh, they are the new ones. They're just uh, they're just disguised. And finally, uh, we have a uh, update on the 75-year-old man known for walking downtown who was uh, tragically set on fire. How's he doing? Right. Uh, yeah, this is a, a Joseph Cremellis thing known as the walking man. He's getting better. Um, you know, initially they had said he they was not expected to live after being burned over 70 percent of his body on May 25th. But he's been rallying at Stroger Hospital. He's now been upgraded to a fair condition. Um, he still has a long way to go uh, to to overcome these injuries. But, uh, you know, everyone think some good thoughts for for Joseph Cremellis, the walking man, just a sort of a downtown character that, uh, you know, uh, people would see all the time and um, just, you know, just we're all rooting for him. Yes, we are. Thanks for that. Uh, Good news. Seamus, have a good day. Thanks, Bob. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mornings, typically right after the 7 a.m. news. So uh, ballpark 708, 709 a.m. on uh, WGN Radio. That's 720 a.m. on your dial. Or you go to WGNRadio.com to listen everywhere. And that'll do it for episode 50. Thank you so much for listening. And we will drop another pod on you next week.